Aussie music is something to be proud of. Wear it like a badge. Because it's Australian bands and artists that are the influencers of so many other musicians the world over. So at Triple M, we're proud to be able to showcase the power of the Aussie music scene. Paying both homage to the greats that have stood the test of time, right alongside the current, the emerging, the future influencers. The ones that will be next to make their mark on the global music scene. If it's Aussie and it rocks, it's right here. This is Triple M's Homegrown with Matty O. Yes, right around the country on the Triple M Network. That's 49 stations and on the brand new listener app. I've been looking forward to this one for a while. It's great to have this man on the show before it absolutely blows up around the country, of course. I'm talking about the host creator of Not On Your Rider. It is your fastest favourite trivia show. The best thing is you can bring your mates, dress up, watch your favourite musos right in front of you, have some fun. And here's how it's going this year. March, sold out. April, sold out. May, sold out. June, July, August, September, October. And this is why guests like Robert Irwin, Kate Miller-Heike, Ben Lee, Murray Cook from the Wiggles, good friend of the show, Stephen Bradbury, Nick Cody, Mark Holden, Ian Dixon. Now, let me introduce you to the host creator, of course. You might remember from the band The Creases, one of my favourites. And also on the panel, you might know... Patience from the greats, Jeremy Too. From Velociraptor, it is an absolute pleasure to welcome the one and only... Eamon Clark, how are you, brother? Welcome to Melbourne. I'm good, Matty. Where'd you get that clip from? What do you mean? The Not On Your Right. Because you stream, you put one of your shows up on YouTube. Of course I did, yeah. Yeah. How are you, man? Welcome to Melbourne. Good, thank you. I'm, I'm stoked to be here. Yeah, yeah. I've got to say, man, like, how's life for you at the moment? I imagine looking at all these shows, oh. like I said, they're all selling out. And they're, they're big events too. Mm. This isn't just you with a microphone. This is the, the all the bells and whistles, man. Take us back to the start, man. When did this kind of come together? Well, uh, maybe it was four and a half years ago. So uh, my stuff with the the band the creases i was in was kind of slowing down yeah, a little sure. bit yeah. we were kind of over each other and over yeah, it happens, man. <laughs> um, and i'd been running trivia nights around brisbane because because I, I love trivia i always have and i didn't think there were any good ones so i just started doing them myself yeah cool um and i just i just love quiz shows i just love these pop silly quiz shows with just silly buggers and um, yeah. i didn't think there was any in australia at the time and there wasn't really anything that was capturing the excitement around australian music that i felt uh especially because i felt like triple J was really going off. There were so many fantastic, um, yeah, you know, young rock bands of course, of course. headlining festivals for the first time. It was like the first time I'd, I'd started to see, yeah. you know, local bands headlining these massive festivals, yeah. which was so exciting. I didn't think anyone was really kind of talking about it and really capitalizing yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah. So I'd, I wanted to start the show because number one, I wanted to be on one of these shows. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there wasn't one. Yeah. And I, so I figured I just had to make it. Of course. And it's a pretty big like operation. Like I was saying before, take mm. us back to how it actually started. Like what was your first one? The first one, it was in the Trifford uh, Beer Garden. Okay, cool. So it was very kind of small affair. It was outside uh, yeah. in, in, in Brisbane, uh, just at a night time. And yeah. um, we eventually moved inside the of Trifford and, and kind of grew up from that. Yeah. It's, um, and how did you go first time around? First time, like oh. as a host? Because it's one thing to like want to be involved in one of these yeah. things, right? And then to get up there and do it. Did it come naturally? Did you kind of Not break out? Yeah, I, um, okay. I was always terrified of public speaking. Yeah, me too. 
And yeah, funnily enough, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? So you you push yourself to to do it to get over it. So that was yeah. the whole reason I started running trivia nights because I was so afraid of talking on the microphone. Yeah, eventually I got to the point where I was like, oh, I think I could do a show. Yeah, and it's it's been a journey from there. But um, yeah, yeah I was terrified the first first couple of ones I did. Yeah, yeah. How was the adrenaline after the first show? Was it like playing a geek? It is. Yeah, yeah I cool. I couldn't sleep. Like uh, it was always a thing uh, after the show would finally end up packing up and I'd have to go home and my wife would fall asleep next to me and I would sit up and re-listen to the oh, whole cool. thing. Oh, cool. Yeah, nice. Because yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd record it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's 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 the same kind of adrenaline because you're also, you, you know, everything could fall apart at any point too. Like everything could go wrong. And also uh, you've got these other people on stage who might need your help at any point. Yeah, that's actually, I never thought of that too. So people, quite often people's stories will fall flat or they'll say something yeah. a bit weird and you got to jump in and save them the best you can or at least embarrass <laughs> yourself so they yeah. don't feel as bad. You throw yourself in your own sword. Definitely. <laughs> definitely yeah. But that's a skill in itself, right? I mean, it just, just to learn that for you know you watch the greats that do it like um we had brian Curvis and you know we've had julia zumira on the show as well and and that is such a skill in itself to be able to yeah kind of you're steering this ship where you're right it's unscripted mm, they're a lot better at it than oh I no, no, no 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 man i've been watching your stuff <laughs> oh, thank you and the guests that you're starting to get as well mm. like i suppose that's the how do you go about you just message these guests and just be like hey i'd love you to come on a show like yeah so i've really abused my friendships honestly. <laughs> <laughs> my, my time in the band uh we we made a lot of friends and some of them have gone on to be quite successful so yeah. I'm just like hey you want to come and do my show I always feel yeah. so bad like no, asking no, people bad. to do it no. um, but uh, yeah it's uh, it's yeah some, just just reaching out some people are into it yeah. Um, and yeah so well, some people yeah just seen clips online and, yeah. and asked to be on it but yeah mostly it's just me just asking people yeah. and sometimes you, people say yes which is amazing like Robert Owen of course as you oh, mentioned yeah, Murray Cook was another one I was just kind of messaged I was like hey do you want to come on my show and he's like yeah it sounds great because yeah. I feel like it's something um, it's just as fun for you know musicians comedians actors to be involved in something like that because it is so different you can kind mm. of let your guard down and you can you're almost part of the audience too it is yeah exactly yeah. it's basically it's them just kind of having trivia with the team and then every so often telling a little story or having a yeah. having a joke so it, it is kind of fun for the people on stage too yeah and um, it's just so fun going to events like this in the crowd hey like mm. because what I love about your events too and if you're listening to this and you you know you don't have any people that you want to go with you can roll up solo and be put on a table with other like music and trivia lovers too like you don't need a team to go right yeah which is a lot of people do that too which i love i love people just coming along and having a crack yeah oh big time hmm. and talk to me about isolation trivia as well well during uh lockdown obviously everything I, I lost all the trivia venues in in one in one day and i was like oh what am i gonna do and we're gonna have to you know get a job at the hospital or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I was looking around. and um within the first couple of days i just started a, a trivia stream and I had 30, 30 or so people watching it. And then I did another one a couple of days later and I had 80 people watching it. Whoa. And then three weeks later, I had 1.5, oh, sorry, 1,000 yeah, people yeah. watching it. Yeah. Um, and then eventually we had 2,000 or more players every yeah. week just tuning in. Yeah. It just kind of grew really organically. Um, every week more people were, yeah. were, were tuning in and, and that really took over my life. It, it was a very weird time. Yeah. So I was streaming multiple times from my like room in this tiny little apartment in Brisbane 
Brisbane, reaching people all over the world. And a lot of people in Melbourne, actually. We had a lot, a lot of players in Melbourne because yeah. you guys had some rough times. Yeah, yeah. We, we, it wasn't fun for us. But it was, um, yeah, it was, it was a surreal experience. Um, it was, it, I, just, I just started streaming trivia nights and people could play along cool. and submit their scores at the end. And it turned into this whole, like, we, we had all these inside jokes and I was recreating movies every single week. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's like doing merch. Like, I, was, <laughs> I turned, like, the apartment into a merch store. It was yeah. bizarre. Yeah. It, was, it was a weird time, but um, but that was kind of how uh, not on your rider got to the the place it is because yeah, of all of the connections that we made through that stream through lockdown, and then people would come out to yeah. the trivia nights to experience that in real life, which was great. And I still do the stream too, yeah. Even though there's there's hardly anyone watching it, but yeah. I just I just feel like we made so many nice connections, and I didn't realize there were so many people who loved trivia who couldn't come out to venues, whether because mm. of disability or um, oh, of course, yeah, I never or thought of that social anxiety or, or just having kids, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's been a really nice way to keep in contact with those people. Oh, that's awesome, yeah. man. It's really kind of, yeah, like you said, you're kind of building a family and a community within this, right? It is, yeah. It's, it's really sweet. And they, yeah, it's a, and a fantastic group of people. I get so many interesting messages from and nice, nice things. Um, people send me like little gifts every so often. I was going to say, like, what's the straight, what are some of the strangest things you've received? Oh, or, well, the, oh, I've, there was a joke. This is, it's it's going to sound stupid out of context, no, but there was, it's, don't worry about it. It's fine. I used to play, um, play songs on the piano but i'll put uh pegs on certain keys so when you'd hit it the peg would fly off and just make a really ne- like <laughs> distracting horrible noise and some people hated it and some people loved it and people send me pegs and they still kind of do <laughs> they just like maybe that, that like <laughs> like personalized pegs too somebody sent us um i got married last year and they sent yeah. us some like towels with our names engraved oh on really oh, get that's hats, sweet. All, all sorts of really sweet things yeah oh man well i was gonna say what was it like doing a live stream and I mean, I'll, I'll never know what this is like, but like you start live streaming like a hundred people, 200 people, oh, well, 300 people, a thousand. And then I saw like one of your highest numbers was 10,000. What was it like hosting? And then you look and you realize that you've got the same amount of people that would fill up a splendor tent. I know. Watching you online in your bedroom. I know. It was, it was, it was surreal. And it was like, it was a little bit too much to deal with at some points because as, as you've got lots of people saying nice things, you still got people saying kind of nasty things for no reason yeah. at all. Yeah. Okay. Um, it, and I, I was just trying to entertain people it's like, it, was, it was very it was very weird having to deal with all this scrutiny all of a sudden never having done that in my life yeah like all of a sudden people were like oh the plants behind you are dying like, like, all right. <laughs> like it was it was really yeah it was it was it was a weird time uh, what was it like kind of coming out of that? Because it was like a celebration, especially in Brisbane, like people mm. were out and about. And mm. do you remember that first Trifford after you'd kind of come out of lockdown? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was triumphant. It was good. Yeah. Everyone was still a bit on edge. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, there was a kind of specter hanging over everyone. But yeah, yeah, it was, it was really, it was really cool. We were very lucky to open up a bit before the other states awesome. in Queensland. Yeah. Um. So we, yeah, we were, we were very lucky, but I was, I was trapped with all the Queensland people. So we had to, <laughs> had to really recycle guests. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and people kept um cancelling like the day before because oh. of like lockdowns and things oh. like that. We had several guests who, you know, they couldn't make it over the border in time anymore. Wow. That was a stressful time too. Thank God that's over, hey. Mm. Um also I was gonna say, so you've got not on your rider as you, you do with Dicko. Yeah. Tell us about that relationship and how you met. I've met him once before and I feel like he's the kind of guy that you could run into at a bar and you'd hang out with him for the whole night. He just seems like the most genuine nice guy. He is. He's an absolute 
absolute legend. He um so he moved to Mullaney a couple of years ago, Where? which is uh on the Sunshine Coast, oh, just nice. north of Brisbane, around an hour and a half. And um I had caught wind, like a friend of a friend kind of knew him, so I invited him on the show once, and he he just had so much fun, and he was like, "Yeah, get me back. I'd love to do it again." <laughs> I got him back, and then I just eventually just got him back every other awesome. month, and then awesome. we just started talking about doing some things together, and we've come up we've come up with shows together. We've um we've started a podcast together too. It's I like looking back at um me as a 12 year old thinking oh one day you'll become good friends with Tico <laughs> yeah. it's, it's great we've like I went and stayed at his house and like, oh, he's, he's cool. just a lovely person yeah. and I think you kind of forget like you think about Tico on like uh, Australian Idol and like he was really great but then you forget about man he has all this experience he's exactly. quite knowledgeable and he's been across a lot of fields in the industry like he, he knows his stuff exactly he, he's worked with some big names too I, I used to just throw names at him and he'd tell a story about yeah, cool. going out on the town with you know Jake came from Jamiroquai, <laughs> yeah, nice. just all, all things like that. Yeah, so he's yeah. he had quite a life before Australian Idol, you're right. Yeah. How do you go um, writing content and coming up with ideas and kind of managing burnout? And do you know what I mean? Because it's, it's, it's a great question. Um, I, I just have to sit down and do it for hours and hours straight. Yeah. And then you eventually get in the zone. Um, because I, I, I basically do everything myself That's, on the show. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a lot of hours of me just sitting by my computer. And I, I, I miss a lot of context. I'm, I'll be like, yes. This is genius. This is so good. And then I ask it on the night and it just falls flat. <laughs> yeah. I really do need some more people to bounce things off. I was going to say, yeah, how do you know when something's good or is there something unexpected where you're like, oh man, I'm just going to give this a shot. And then that's been an unexpected hit. Yeah, usually. It's, um, yeah, the sillier the thing uh, usually goes, like the, the more silly it is, the better it's received. But, yeah. And the less time I spend writing it, the better it's received. Yeah, you so don't overthink it, right? I overcook these things. I'll, I will be like, yeah, writing a question for like 10 10 minutes trying to find you know two songs that have the and yeah. just no one gets it and so I, I i've got to learn not to be like too clever like, <laughs> yeah it's kind of like music in a way isn't it like maybe if you're putting an album together like overdoing yes. the mix or something like yeah. that you know you got to try not to overcook it it's like it's like muffins you know yeah and it's like the first demo of the song you're always trying to recreate it mm. uh talk to me about the people that go like do you do you have like teams that are just unbelievably good that can't be beaten like oh, there's there's a couple of there's a couple of good teams there's maybe three or four teams that are always up the top. There's, it's funny you say that. There's We Can't Be Beatles is the is one of the nice. top teams. I, I, I like that. Um, but yeah, it's there's all different sorts of people there, which makes it really difficult to write, as you'd I'd imagine. Yeah. Because I kind of want everyone to have their moment where they're the genius. And you, you look out and there's there's teams of 18-year-olds, there's like 60-year-olds. Yeah, of course. And um, so I, I try to, I don't want anyone to not know two questions in a row. That's so smart. It's, that's it's, that's smart it's diff- it's difficult to pull off sometimes um but yeah it's it, the, the teams that have mixed uh age groups always do the best of yeah course. good call yeah. and talk to me about the thrill of kind of taking this interstate like you've done this in melbourne which is cool mm. and i imagine you know down the future you're going to be going to other parts of australia like have you had a moment to kind of sit back and go wow like that's freaking awesome like four years ago man that the fact that we're selling out these huge like, it's yeah. quite an accomplishment man thank you it, it's it's really wild um yeah i, I can't believe people are it, coming along to it and it's resonating with people because I would I would just be doing it by myself. Like, <laughs> yeah. It, it's just such a little dorky weird thing I do and I, yeah, I love that people come along and people like you uh, are into it oh, and like excited absolutely. by it. I, I love that. So, yeah, thank you. Thanks for, for caring. <laughs>
Uh, so what's coming up? So are you going to take mm. a little break over Christmas? Like, how do you kind of, how do your weeks work? You like take so, us through a week, like kind of so, planning one of these events. Like, how does it start? So I also, so I run a trivia company too. So yeah. Isolation Trivia turned into like a, a trivia company. I've got a bunch of different venues across um, Brisbane and Melbourne. Wow. Um, so every week I sit down and I write all the questions and I oh, test them all. Really? People. Yeah. And um, so that, some, that I takes. Mean, that is incredible. You it, do that every week? Every week. Yeah. Yeah. I just write, write, you know, almost a hundred trivia questions. That is bananas. Man. It's, it's that pretty is fun. incredible, dude. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's really my ideal job. I couldn't, I couldn't <laughs> yeah. be happier. Yeah. Um, so I, I do that. And then in between, I, I've got to, I've got to sell the tickets to the show. So I've got to keep posting about it constantly. But um, I'll, I'll just sit down, listen to every podcast that every guest has ever done and take all their little stories from it. You have it. to. You actually yeah. have to, don't you? Yeah. You've got to do your research for these things. You do. And um, then weave a web through it. So be like, oh, this story, this person's got a similar story. So we'll like, you know, try and connect them together somehow and then yeah. write a question that links into that a bit. That's so cool. But mostly I just I just go down um, research rabbit holes for hours. Yeah. And like, you know, like I'll be thinking like, oh, okay, what's what are some hit songs that start with mandolins? And then I'm spending, nice. yeah. you know, hours doing that. <laughs> but how much do you, your guests appreciate that so much more when people when people actually, they can tell when you've kind of done your research as yeah. well, you know? For sure. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it makes it easy because I used to ask them for stories. I used to be like, do you have any stories to bring up? And it's so hard to come up with that on the spot and be like, yeah, I've got a good story. So I've, yeah, of course. I've kind of got to go through and, and, and steal the stories <laughs> from other places and just prompt them. Uh, I want to play a quick game with you. Yeah. Oh, please. So it's a game I play with all my guests. It's called Memory Lane. So what I do is I'm going to pick out, pluck out random gigs that you've done on Not On Your Rider. Mm. And I want you to tell me something about it. Or maybe like the first thing that comes to mind when I, when I put them out. So I'm going to pick gigs from this year. And I think we should start with a man that you had on. In March at the Trifford, we have Kevin Mitchell, a Kevin Mitchell from the Jebs. You also had... Sarah McLeod and Stephen Oliver too. Black Comedy are... First one for the year. How did this show go? This was great. Um, it, it was a lot of fun. It was, we had a lot of new people uh, because the last, the one before that was the Robert Irwin giant, giant spectacular one. So we had a lot of new people yeah. who were who were getting used to it. But it was, yeah, it was that, it was it was a fun one. Uh, Stephen Oliver was quite a character. Yeah. <laughs> and Kevin Mitchell's just fantastic. He's just such a funny person and, and yeah. had so many good stories. Man, what are the nights like afterwards? Like when it's done, like hanging out at the Trifford for those who have never been there before. It's a pretty cool little backstage area that must be just as fun hanging out with everyone after a gig yeah well i'm usually packing down the stage oh, right. <laughs> but everyone else is having a great time yeah <laughs> but yeah usually usually it's great to hang out um, with awesome. everyone and actually kind of decompress and talk about yeah. everything properly now that the nerves of the show is gone yeah but yeah mostly it's me just packing up <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna ask how do you go for guest list spots for this do you reserve a table for family and friends or it's like um, not really not really yeah. Really, no. it's just who, whoever shows up and takes it. Gets it really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, next month we had. 
Ben from the Gurge, Emma Holland too, Aaron Gox, hilarious, and Maddie Smith from the US. Any memories from this show in particular that stands out? Actually, yeah. So Maddie, um, so Maddie, Maddie Smith is a comedian who I really enjoy. She's from America, and she was supporting supporting Burt Kreisch on the tour. Nice. Uh, Forty minutes before the show, she gave me a call and said she wasn't going to make it. <laughs> She's like, my my plane's been delayed, which is <gasps> which is always a nightmare because I end up like riding half the show around that, these. That's people, what I mean. That's, yeah. Yeah. So what happened? So Aaron Gox uh, just stepped in. I oh, did. <laughs> we, we just grabbed a, a random kind of like semi well known person from the audience. Like, okay. Oh, right. nice. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like when someone cancels, you you've got to be like, yeah, that's cool. But they'll never know how much work you did for it. I know. <laughs> it breaks my heart when it happens because it's like, oh, well, now this story's not going to make sense. <laughs> yeah. uh, an all star lineup. Tim Rogers, Haley Mary. Of course, from the Jezebels, we had JC. Lyle Forever, Sarah McLeod too, and Sayavo. Sayavo, yeah. How was that? It was. Uh, it was the wildest one we've ever done. Talk to me. It was. It was so loose. Um, so we normally have six guests. Oh. Six people on stage. Yeah. Uh, but I, I had asked Sarah McLeod to be on uh, a couple of months earlier, and she's like, I probably can't. And then on the day, she's like, yeah, I'm coming along. It's going to oh, be right. great. So like, All right. It's the opposite problem of what we were talking about before. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, so swings and roundabouts. But um, yeah. we had too many people on stage, and the audience was very excited to see Tim Rogers. And I think they expressed that by just ha- drinking so much. <laughs> and so did everyone on stage. Everyone on stage was pretty pretty uh, refreshed. Yes. Um, it, it was it was a loose one. It's definitely the loosest one we've ever done. It was a lot of fun. I remember uh, seeing footage of that on Instagram. And did Tim have his shirt off and someone was rubbing him? Or was it yeah, Haley? Was Haley. Haley. Yeah. What was that? Was that sing- she, recreating a... She was recreating a story from when she toured uh, Germany. And uh, there was a man in the front row and his girlfriend. And he was fondling her breasts throughout <laughs> the entire show. And then she realized that he was following her to every single show they did on the tour. And they no did that way. in the front row of every... Oh, yeah. my God. Oh, interesting. Well, yeah. Germans. Crazy. Germans. <laughs> hey, forgive the recording uh, quality of this. I couldn't find it. Uh, I, this is the only version I could find, but I love this. We get up every morning, just as the sun is dawning, and put our show together for you. Agro. Has been on Not On Your Rider. Who's the, the most starstruck I've been. I mean, me too, Agro. man. Talk to me about that. There's something magic when the puppet comes out of the box. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was amazing. So I asked Jamie uh, Dunn to to be on the show. Yeah. And then I was after a bit, I was like, oh, if you wouldn't mind bringing the puppet, that would be really cool. He's like, yes, of course, I'll bring the puppet. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. okay, just make sure. Yeah. Um, but I didn't realize he would have the puppet out the entire time. Oh, he had so, it. Was it the whole gig? The whole gig, he had it up on his hand. And it's bizarre because you, you start talking to him and then you you move to the puppet and you're looking the puppet in the eye the whole time <laughs> yeah and um a couple of times like he went to say something and he didn't have his microphone so patience held her microphone to the aggro puppet yeah it's 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 a it's a weird thing it's it's weird just seeing aggro hearing that voice yeah and being able to talk to him it was it was amazing and it, it was, must have been pretty good off the cuff right it was great yeah it's very quick he still he still got it yeah um, yeah, yeah yeah it was it was great to get to to meet him properly and we had ranger stacy on with him yeah. too and craig Lamb. 
Lowndes. And Craig Lowndes. How did Craig yes. Lowndes and Agro go? Oh, great. Yes. Oh, cool. They were great. Craig Lowndes is the loveliest he seems, person. He seems cool. He was a legend. And one thing that happened on the show, which was quite interesting, um, and I put a clip of it online, is I ordered a, a, a an Agro vinyl. Um, yeah, nice. And it arrived. And when I looked at it, uh, on this postage stamp was Craig Lowndes. <laughs> Craig Lance has his own postage stamp. So like that is unbelievable. So yeah, I I ordered it to give away as a prize and it came with Craig Lance on it and he was on the show. What are the odds of that? Like what are the chances of that? It's bonkers. It was meant to be. (laughs) Truly. And you got a show coming up with Broden, of course, from Auntie Donna, good friend of the show. Johnny Took as well. Michelle Brazer too, who's done some radio stuff on this show. This is going to be really fun, man. Brunswick Boring. It's going to be great. I can't wait for it. Yeah. yeah. But, um, um, we, we did our first ever, or one of our first ever national tours with DMAs uh, all together. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing Johnny again, yeah. having a bit of silly time. It's, it's yeah. I can't believe we've got such a great panel. It's wait. really cool. Yeah. Hey. Um, yeah. Tell me, have you come across, like you've worked with Broden before mm. in Melbourne. That was hilarious when he was on with, I forget his name from the Jungle Giants. Sam and they look, Hales, they yeah. both look exactly the same. I did there. That was some cheeky booking on my part. <laughs> I was trying to do an all uh, all redhead, <laughs> all so redhead and shaved Nick, head. Nick Cody was on it too. Yeah. We also had Bron Lewis. Of course, um, it was it was very funny putting them together and okay. watching them. Talk <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, man. You're a musician at heart, so I want to play a game that I also play with all my other musicians. Yeah. This is called On Triple M's Homegrown with Matteo. It's time for. Uh-oh. It's right party or dinner. So this is called right party dinner. I'm going to give you three artists completely at random. You've got to write a song with one, party with the next, okay. and the third you take home to dinner. Oh, fantastic. Okay, so the three artists are... Yeah. Fleetwood Mac. Second, picked at random. So you got Green Day, Fleetwood Mac and Green Day in the third. Aerosmith, right party dinner, Fleetwood Mac, Green Day, and Aerosmith. Wow, what an interesting question. That means a lot coming from you. Yeah. That that might mean a lot coming from you more than anyone. (laughs) Oh, I know an interesting question when I hear one. Um, Fleetwood Mac, I, I... I'm tempted to say party, but I also think there would be a lot of baggage there. I think, you know, Lindsay's had too much. He's locked himself in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Stevie's crying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it could end terribly. Maybe I'll, maybe I want to write with them. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Uh, green Day. Green Day. We partying or taking home to dinner? Well, I, I don't want to take Aerosmith home to dinner. <laughs> <laughs> so. I, I think I'm partying with Green. No, no. I'm. Green Day's coming to dinner. Green Day's and you're in the studio with Aerosmith. I think so. Awesome. Hey, Amy, man, this has been so much fun. Thanks so much for coming in. Huge fan of yours and what you're doing, honestly, man. And when we do this again, hopefully soon, you know, you'll be all around Australia. I have absolutely no doubt. International too. What you're doing is amazing, man. A lot of people are getting a lot from it. And congratulations. Thanks so much. I'm a huge fan of yours too. Thank you for having me.